By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching ships roll in And I'll watch them roll away I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. Hey y'all and welcome to another episode of What's in Your Wheelhouse on Muskoka Magazine. We are here chatting with unique local artisans and artists about their crafts, hobbies and passions. We are also learning about the path they took to bring them to where they are today. Not sure if you know, but we have a, an abundance of talent here in Muskoka. Today we will share one such story with you. My name is Bart, and I'm here with my co-captain JP from the shipyards. We've hello. Gi- oh, hello. Uh, we've given Heather the day off. And how are you doing, JP? I'm doing fine. I wasn't here last week, so I miss you guys. <laughs> we missed you too. Did you notice all the forest fire haze? I know, uh, it's been triggering my allergies. My eyes have been watering all day. (laughs) (laughs) We're thinking of everyone around who are battling these fires. We actually just got back from Halifax a few weeks ago. Um, I just want to remind everyone that this broadcast is coming to you from the base satellite studio at the wonderful Sada City Brewery in Gravenhurst. I'd like to introduce our guest of honor for today, Lynn Holden. She is a local author, photographer, and former educator. She's also done her share of traveling across Canada. Welcome to the show, Lynn. Oh, thank you, Bart. Nice to be here. Hi, Lynn. It's great to have you. So right out of the gate, we would like to ask our first question. What's in your wheelhouse? Well, I would have to say it's probably travel and photography. I'm always on the go. I love to travel and explore and wonder what's around the next corner. And camera's always in my hand, and I'm rushing here, rushing there to get a picture of this and that. And, and what's your what's your favorite Canadian destination so far? My, can, my favorite? Oh, now that's a difficult question to answer because they're all wonderful. But I'd have to say, if you don't have a lot of time to see all of Canada, then go out to the Rocky Mountains, because that drive between Banff and Jasper on the Icefields Parkway is amazing. So that would be the number one. And number two would be Newfoundland, because it's got four World Heritage Sites. It's a marvelous place to visit. The people are very friendly, and the food is great. Yes, I would love to visit Newfoundland someday. Oh, it's a definite. Uh, I've been I've been to Banff myself, and it's spectacular. It is. Yeah. Now, now let's talk about your book, um, Canadian World Heritage Sites. And uh, how did this come up? Well, it was by accident. I uh, had never traveled before, uh-huh. and I had gone to a psychic. I was going through a really difficult time. I was a single mom. I uh, didn't know where my next dollar was coming from, and somebody suggested I go to a psychic. Well, that seemed like a crazy idea to me, especially <laughs> when I had no idea where my next dollar was coming from, but I did. I went. And the name of the person was Geraldine Smith. Now, she's a very famous psychic. In fact, uh, there's been a book done on her by her son. And she took one look at me and she said, I predict your death in six months from a car accident. 
And I just gasped. That's I thought, really grim. <laughs> oh, I thought, no. And she said, well, now there's a way out of this, but you've got to do something creative. And she went into this trance, and when she came out, she looked at me and she said, you're going to be a photographer and writer. And I thought that seemed like a very strange thing because I didn't own a camera. And my worst subject in school was English. <laughs> so how was I going to do this? I didn't have any money to buy a camera. So she explained that I needed to take a course at Sheridan College, $35. You can afford that. I thought, well, yes, I guess I could if it's going to prevent my death. <laughs> anyway, so off I went, and the instructor there was absolutely horrified that I had arrived without a camera. And when he heard the story, he just shook his head, and he said, well, look, I can borrow a camera, and you can have a look through it, and let's learn something while you're here. And when I looked through that uh, viewfinder and that lens, and I saw that amazing world out there, I said, yes, this is for me. I want to, I want to do photography. And he suggested that I do a trip down the Nahani River, which is a World Heritage Site, uh -huh. and it's known as the Grand Canyon of Canada. Did you know if it was a heritage site before? Or? No, I didn't even know what a World Heritage Site was. Oh, but wow. when I got there, there was a little plaque at Virginia Falls, which is twice the height of Niagara, and it said World Heritage Site. So I thought, oh, I wonder what that is. Anyway, uh, when I got back, I just, uh, another brochure came in, and I ended up in Skungwai, which is out in the Queen uh -huh. Charlotte Islands, or Hadagwai, uh -huh. and it was another World Heritage Site. Third year, I'm in the Rocky Mountains, another wow. World Heritage Site. So, what do you think I did? What did you think my destiny was to be? I think the... The psychic would have told you to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, not at that point. I was still testing out the waters on the photography, but I decided my destiny had to be to see all of the World Heritage Sites of Canada. So at that time, we didn't have computers, so I had to go off to the library, and uh -huh. I said, A, what is a World Heritage Site? And B... How many are there in Canada, and where are they? And, and what did you find out? Well, at that point, there were only about 12. and um, But I decided I would take every summer holiday and mm -hmm. go to one of them. So what is a World Heritage Site? Yes. Well, it's broken into two parts. There's the cultural, uh -huh. and there's the geological. Now, for it to be a cultural site, it has to have unique architecture, um, it has unique town planning mm -hmm. uh, and a testimony to the past. If it's a geological site, there's major evolutionary history, ongoing uh, process uh, of change, and perhaps unique flora and fauna. Okay. Which Canada has a lot of to offer. Yes, it does. <laughs> and I, I believe that you have traveled to all 20 sites that is correct that's that's a feat that's a feat yes i've been to four and uh, uh my, my favorite so far is, is banff ah well pj you have to remember that i did this over a 40 year period wow i did not do this all in one year we have a lot of catching <laughs> up to do Bart. yeah when we just got back from uh the east coast we Ended up in Lunenburg after entertaining drive from Halifax, so that was that was a highlight. 
Lunenburg. Spectacular place. Yeah. The skyline Beautiful. in Lunenburg is just gorgeous. It is lovely, isn't it? And if yes. you go across the bay to the uh, golf course there, you can see the whole view of That's Lunenburg exactly in front of you, went. reflected in the water. It's amazing. Oh. And then to walk the streets and look at the wonderful old buildings which have come yes. from the past. They're still there, made out of wood, as they had been so many years before. And then there's the, what did you see the Lunenburg 2 tied up at the dock? Mm, there was a boat. Or not, the, uh, not the Lunenburg 2. I'm sorry. What's the famous uh, schooner? There was a there was a older boat that was at the dock. Yes, uh, yes, okay. But yes. I remembered most was the colorful uh, buildings. Yes, yes. It just pops out. Yes, yes. Now, what what would be your favorite of all these sites? Oh, I really can't say I have a favorite there because uh, I like so many of them. But I must say that the one spot that I thought was so beautiful was backpacking through Kluwani. Mm. It is an amazing park. It is got the greatest number of ice fields, uh, non-polar ice fields in the world. And uh it goes right from uh, the, uh, the the highway right through to Alaska, the Alaska Highway right through to Alaska. So you can see the ice if you do the uh, boat trip up the coast there in Alaska. You can okay. see the ice. Okay. And uh, have you ever revisited any of the World Heritage Sites? Well, uh, certainly uh, Quebec City is one that yes. you can go to over and over again. Yeah, I've course. been there in the winter, I've been there in the summer, I've been there in the spring and the fall. It's such a charming place. I absolutely love it. It's been great. I have gone back out to Banff. I did that when I was out doing my last site in Alberta, and I did go to uh, Head Smashed In Buffalo Jump for a second time as well. So uh, I haven't been to all of them. It was a challenge to get to them the first time without <laughs> going back to the second time. But I would like to go back and see them again. And I probably will. And uh, well, what did your family think about this endeavor? Well, I must tell you, there's there's a tremendous story there. Um, when my children were small, I had to leave them behind because many of these sites weren't suitable for taking little kitties. But when they got to be 17 and 18, I took them out to Bant Jasper. They loved it and they loved the hikes. And so what did they do when my grandchildren were 17 and 18? The same they took thing. them they out. took them there too. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful circle. And I had one more question. Uh, have you ever driven across Canada? Well, I have. In a I've, car, that is. Uh, yes, well, I have. I've driven from uh, the area in which I grew up, is in Mississauga, out to Newfoundland, right out to Newfoundland. And then I've driven all the way out to the Rocky Mountains and uh, and all the area around there. But I have not actually driven through the mountains and into BC. I have gone by train. Okay. And I've gone by plane. Oh, I heard the train ride is beautiful. It is. I got into the observation deck and wouldn't leave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to lose my spot. <laughs> okay, guys, we have to take a quick break. We've been talking to uh, Muskoka author Lynn Holden. I'm Barton JP, and you're listening to What's in Your Wheelhouse. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. Brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Visit DairyLaneDental.com. I'll be sitting when the evening comes, watching the ships roll in, 
and I watch them roll away again. I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. Welcome back to What's in Your Wheelhouse. I'm Bart, and JP is sitting next to me, and we're speaking to Lynn Holden. Uh, we were talking about Lunenburg and a boat that was docked at their bay, and you wanted to correct something for us. I just us. remembered it during the break. So what is <laughs> I it? did. I don't know why I kept calling the boat the Lunenburg, <laughs> I guess because of the town. But it's the Blue Nose, yes. the famous Blue Nose. It uh, won all kinds of races uh, back in about 1927, 28. It was the fastest boat. The one that's now at the dock is the Lunenburg 2. It's a copy uh, of the original okay. one. Gotcha. But it's still very, or, or the Blue Nose 2. It's well, I'm glad we corrected famous. that. It's famous as well on our 10th sense yeah so yes. that's right that's right <laughs> and of course you know um you've expressed your love for traveling and um you've traveled extensively around canada and uh exploring all these world heritage sites here um have you done any traveling outside of canada well, I have, and it's very interesting you should ask that because it is connected to the World Heritage Sites. Okay. When I was in Lanso Meadows, which is the Viking site, back in 1991, the Norwegians had sent a ship to uh, Canada, to Newfoundland, in celebration of the Thousand Years. And this ship was called the Gaia, and it is a replica of the very famous Gotstad ship, which was discovered in Norway, and it now is in the museum there. Anyway, while I was there, watching uh, from the shore with the huge ice flows out in the bay, it looked like a little tiny toothpick going around <laughs> uh, these ice flows. And you kind of thought, how in the world did that ever make it from Norway to Canada? Anyway, it was time for the big celebration, and the ship was making its way towards us to be at the dock, and a fog came in. And I was so disappointed. All I could think of is, oh, how am I going to get that wonderful picture? I can't see the <laughs> ship now. Well, I started to get goosebumps because out of the fog, this huge ship started towards me, this huge Viking ship. And suddenly I was transported back a thousand years to the indigenous people of our country, and they saw this monster coming wow. towards their shore. Well, I was really quite excited by this, and by this time the sun had come back out again, and everybody had docked, and all the ceremonies were over. So I went down, and I talked to the men on board, and I asked them how they had come, and they had started in Norway, and then they'd gone to Iceland and Greenland and then along the shore of Labrador down to Newfoundland. And uh, with that, I decided I am going to do the Voyage of the Viking. Wow. So I have now traveled to, uh, first of all, to Norway, then to the Faroe Islands, uh -huh. then to Iceland, then to Greenland, down Labrador. I've gone to Scotland, all the islands, Orkneys, um, the Isle of Man, Ireland, um, the uh, Shetland Islands. Then I discovered, oh no, but the Vikings just didn't come from Norway, so now I'm mm -hmm. in Sweden. Well, the Swedish Vikings went down through uh, Russia and um, 
the Ukraine into the Black Sea and across to Constantinople, which is now known as Istanbul. Yes. And so I had to do that. And when I was finished that, I then had to go to Denmark because the Vikings were in Denmark too. And they tried to take over England. So I went to all the areas in England that they set up camps. And then I went to France because the Normans, Normandy, So I thought, okay, so I did the voyage down the Seine River as if I were a Viking. And uh, those uh, Normans went down to Italy and Sicily and Malta. So then I had to do that yet, too. So there we are. That's just one of the trips. That's but amazing. I didn't do it all at once. That's no, also in the years say, from 1991 uh, to last week. It does sound like you <laughs> followed the path of the Vikings. And that's going to be my next book. That's amazing. And what would it be called? It'll be called The Voyage of the Vikings. <laughs> and one other book I'm thinking of doing, because there's so many stories behind the sites of these World Heritage sites of me trying to get there, because I was not um, a backpack before I started, nor uh, a backcountry person. And so there was quite a lot of stories there. And people, when they've heard some of these stories, have said, you know, we kind of like the stories behind the sites yes. more than maybe learning about the sites. So I'm thinking I might do a small little book called Behind the Sites. And it would be more of like your personal oh yes it'll be the personal journey, journey. Try, being rescued by helicopter off the top of the San Cristobal range out in Haida Gwaii um, having uh, the, the, uh, whitewater rafting down the Nahani River trying to trek through uh, the Kluwani uh, then I was uh, in another park where our I had nothing with me but peanut butter sandwiches. It was starting to get dark. I wasn't sure where I was going to spend the night. Mm-hmm. And that's another whole story. Anyway, stories it's, upon stories upon stories. It's very inspiring. I, I'd love to travel <laughs> now. Like I'm going to pack my bags and go out somewhere. Good. Well, you can't do that. You just come back. <laughs> no, yes. <you're> right. <laughs> but you did go to a World Heritage site, so I'm very proud of you. So <laughs> suffice to say, if they added another um, UNESCO World Heritage site here in Canada, Canada, you'd visit it for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. I'd in a be heartbeat. there. Oh, absolutely. And then I will have to revise my book. There's going to so be a please. second edition. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and um, did you have any prior writing experience before this? Well, I did do, well, as I, if we go back to the psychic, she said, remember, I was supposed to be a photographer. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know if I was really going to be a photographer. But when I came back from going down the Nohani River, I met someone that said, did you take pictures? And I said, yes. And they bought the whole roll for the Halton School Board. Mm-hmm. They wanted uh, pictures of the Nohani River. So I thought, okay, well, one of her little... Uh, things came true whenever what she'd said well let's try writing well when I was rescued by a helicopter off the top of the mountains out in San Cristobal range in the Queen Charlotte's I decided that was quite an adventure perhaps I should write that up and I did and it was purchased by uh, Outdoor Canada well those are quite a number of years ago and I also wrote about my tr- terrible trip through the um, uh, the South Pole. Uh, that was quite something as well. <laughs> anyway, so yes, I did a little bit. Then I didn't do any. And uh, 
I, I find it difficult to write. I love to read. Uh, I'm, I, I love words. I love listening to people speak well. But I don't know how to do that. My grammar is not good, and my vocabulary is not good, and my spelling's atrocious. <laughs> Thank goodness there's spell check, but then it gets it wrong because I've, you know, there are two kinds of C, as there's S E A and there's S E E, and it gets it all mixed well, up. That's what and editors it, are for. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I need but, one of those. But you definitely are a storyteller, and you know, if you're a photographer, you're telling your stories through, you know, what you're documenting through your yeah. lens. Yes, yes. Well, that's what I've done pretty much. And people always used to say to me, Lynn, if you could ever write your stories the way you tell them, they would be wonderful. Well, I keep trying. So we'll keep trying. And um, who do you dedicate your book to? Well, there's quite a number of people I dedicated the book to. One was the fellow that did the layout for me, because without him, I probably wouldn't have even gotten the book started. Uh-huh. But, it's, it's a beautiful uh, book. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Well, he's wonderful. He, he uh, Carrie uh, Plumley, and he's he's a tremendous person. Anyway, uh, the other person, two other people that I dedicated the book to, one is uh, the firefighters. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think that that's a great topic because of the smoke we're going through. Very right timely, now. Yes. Well, I was flying out to Hamber Park, which is part of the Rocky Mountains. There are seven parks inside the Rocky Mountains. Four of them are very easy to get to, the national parks, and uh, Robson is easy, and, and but Assiniboine is more difficult, as is Hamber. Anyway, I w- asked this fish camp if I could fly in to their camp so mm-hmm. I could just have seen Hamber and they said if we have an empty seat we'll let you know well I got the call and I ended up sitting up front with the pilot and as we were going through he very kindly said I'm going to take you for a little tour around when we're finished and I said oh that's wonderful kind of you Anyway, with that, we suddenly got into a cloud of smoke. Now, I'm claustrophobic, Mm -hmm. and suddenly I can't breathe. I can't see. It's awful. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, how long are we going to be in this? Can I survive this? (laughs) With that, his phone rang, and he said, Lynn, he just went quiet. And I said, is something wrong? And he said, yes, my best friend is a firefighter. He's right below us with his boat. He's diving in to put out the fire, Mm -hmm. and he's just hit a a rock face, and he's been killed. And I just decided then and there I couldn't believe these people are giving their lives to provide us with this beautiful place, Canada. So I felt I needed to thank them. And I also felt that I was really happy at how the Indigenous people of Canada are becoming more out front uh, in these parks. Visible. Visible, yes. Yes. And so, and they helped me go through one of the other parks, and I really thank them as well. That's amazing, Lynn. That's amazing. Now, um, for anyone who would want to purchase your book, where could they find them? Well, they can get it at the shipyards, or they can get it through me at Lynn, with a capital L, L L-Y-N-N, hyphen, Holden, with a capital H, H H-O-L-D-E-N, dot, square, dot, Dot, site. Okay, (laughs) and uh, any parting words or tips for people who would like to follow in your direction? Oh, just get out there and do it. I'm a great winger, and you can do it too. I think that's very wise. That's wise. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Lynn. If you'd like to purchase her Canadian World Heritage Sites book, 
Come and see us at the shipyards located at the Gravenhurst Worth. Her book is sitting amongst the large collection of Muskoka authors on the main floor. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to today's episode. Join us next time for another episode of What's in Your Wheelhouse on Muskoka Magazine. If you missed us, you can listen to a recording of our podcast by going online on muskokaradio.com. We are Muskoka on the Bay, CKAR 88.7 on your FM dial. Take care. On the dark of the bay, wasting time. Oh.